Hello and welcome to the download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson, and I am really pleased to be joined today uh, once again by our the head of global equity at RBC Global Asset Management, Habib Subyali. Habib, uh, welcome. How, how are things in London today? We're day one of lockdown, so greetings from a very quiet city. And, and, and that's, what, uh, that's what we wanted to touch on with you today. Uh, and, and, and just uh, second wave of COVID uh, having a, a direct impact, as you mentioned, uh, across Europe and in the UK right now. Uh, and uh, we, we were taping this on the, uh, the morning of November 5th. So we have the U.S. election not determined as yet and lots of uh, legal wrangling going on. I'm just watching the TV in the, in the background here in the studio. And uh, the, uh, the Trump lawyers are all, uh, all ready to go in Philadelphia. So for, for you and your team, how, how do you think about first COVID and the impact it has on, on, on managing your, your portfolios? And, and then we'll get to the election. So let's, let's start with COVID, Habib. Yeah. Okay. So, so COVID has been uh, a fascinating uh, experience, right? Because uh, it did two things. It shrunk the size of the economy. So we've had a, and we're having a, a awful recession. And the second thing it's done is change the shape of the economy. How people consume, what they consume on, uh, their preferences, uh, and that has changed dramatically. And this, of course, creates winners and losers amongst businesses. But we know, and we know kind of who the winners are. You know, the, the, the dot-com guys, the internet, e-commerce people, the healthcare, and, and, and food retail, and, and that kind of stuff. And there's, of course, big, big losers. The airlines, cruise lines, hotels, restaurants, that kind of stuff. And there's a bunch of stuff in the middle. But we also know that at some stage the economy is the, the, the virus is going to end. We don't know when, and we don't know how deep the recession is going to be, but it will end, and things will change again. But will they go back to where they were, or will it go back to a different place? And and this is where what we need to to really think about. Uh, of course, we have some businesses that that have done very well out of this pandemic, uh, and and they've benefited. But we also want to think for the long term. What, who's going to do well once this virus is over? And what is that world going to look like? How are consumer preferences and industrial preferences going to change? And who is, which business is well managed, can be nimble enough, can adapt to that new environment? And who's investing now to build a platform to take advantage of the new environment? I think those, this is, at a time like this, this is where trust and reputation is built. Uh, and trust and reputation is also destroyed. So, so this is a, yes. a really interesting uh, learning uh, experience to, to put businesses, companies under the spotlight and, and identify those that we think are going to be really successful over the long term. And, and, and this is such an important lesson for all investors, and, and particularly given the success that you and your team have had over extended periods of time. So, and I'm going to ask you a question. I know the answer to this question, but I think it's important for, for, for the listeners to hear it. The U.S. election and the uncertainty around the U.S. election. How, how do you manage through that with, with your investment philosophy? Well, it, it's, it's, it's 
very entertaining, isn't it? I mean, you know, it, it's compelling <laughs> viewing. Yes. Uh, but, look, from an investment perspective, you know, if you're investing for the long term, presidents come, presidents go, they say things, some things happen, some things don't happen, there's lots of checks and balances in the system, uh, they want to do stuff that they can't do, and so on. So, for us, we've never really incorporated that you know, political outcomes into our investment process. I think there's lots of people who talk about it. Very few people can actually get this thing right. So we try and actually insulate ourselves from that. But the key thing is a good, well-run business is going to be able to adapt to whoever is in the White House, whatever happens with, with the Senate and the Congress. And, and those sort of changes are going to happen. And when you have changes in laws, regulation, taxes, whatever, those impact all the competitors in an industry the same. And a really well-managed business that's agile and adaptable is going to be able to adjust faster than its competitors. And this, even though it might not feel it at the time, it's actually an opportunity to, to win market share, to win customers, to, to innovate and, and, to take, uh, and, and to grow, to create value. So that's much more that we, what we focus on, rather than trying to predict the outcome of any one election or what, uh, which part of their policy manifesto is actually going to come into, into reality. And, 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 and again, such a critically important message for investors. And, and, and that's what this podcast is designed to service, our investors. Not gamblers or speculators, but true investors. And when you invest, you're trying to find great businesses, as you say, that can go through uh, challenging periods, adapt, they're agile, they treat their employees well, they, they are laser focused on their customers, and, and they continuously drive success through any environment. See, our, our job, in theory, is, is really simple, right? You know, identify those great businesses that generate wealth. Right? That's what great businesses do. They generate wealth over time. This is not a one quarter or one week or even one year. This is over a decade. Right? So identify those great wealth-creating businesses and transmit that wealth creation to our investors. So our investors also have a long time horizon. Right? So that's really our, our job is create a portfolio of great wealth-creating businesses and let that wealth creation flow over time as it comes through to, to our investors. Um, it's a bit harder to do in practice on a day-to-day -day level, but, but, but the concept is very simple. Yeah. And, and, and you and the team do it so well. And, and uh, one of my favorite things, which, uh, which people can't see on a podcast, is, is you do it with a smile and a, and a sense of optimism that is, uh, is truly refreshing. If you want more depth and detail on Habib, his investment philosophy, the team, the approach they use, the very first podcast in this series, you can go all the way back in Apple Podcasts, uh, there's about a 45-minute podcast where we get into a lot of the details on, on Habib's investment philosophy. I really encourage you to go back and, and, and listen to that. He was still smiling back then. Habib, thank you for your, uh, for your time, and, and good luck uh, uh, to everyone in the UK and, and, and health and, and safety to, uh, to you, your family, your colleagues, and, and everyone over there. Thank you, Dave. It's a real pleasure. And, and the same to all of you. Uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and soon we'll do this in person. 
Excellent. Thanks, Aviv. Pleasure.